Welcome to the Encounter Jesus Podcast. We filled an application, or I did, for the Apostolic uh, Global Awakening Network, and it's quite a process to go through that. Friday, I found out that we're approved, and so we've been added to the network database there. So I'll, I'll be unpacking more of that, what that looks like, and give some updates with that on January 7th. I've got a lot of vision things I'm going to share on January 7th as well. Uh, some things that are come down the pike. Uh, Amanda Finger's got a, some vision she's going to release too. And uh, we're in a season of growth. And I'm so thankful for that. And uh, it, it's it, the development and the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of that is just, uh, I'm thankful for that. So, Hekka? All right. Who's ready for Christmas time, huh? What a great time to celebrate. So when Tim asked me to do this, the first thing that came to me for a long time was the color. So it was going to be like that that um, dark blue and that really like light gold. So um, I was like, well, I know I'll do that. So I'm like looking through and then I was like, oh, I think I feel like it's going to supposed to have a lot of hallelujahs in it. So I'll explain that a little later, but there's a lot of hallelujahs in there and um, um I was looking through reference photos and I was scrolling through and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Cause like the negative space between like the parents would be the, the star. So, um, and which goes exactly with the color scheme. So I was like, well, that's what I'll do. So, um, there is the Holy family all in one there. So, I've been listening to Let's Read the Gospels, which she reads through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John like every single month. But um, one of the times when I was listening, she was in Luke. And I realized, man, there's a lot of people that come and praise him. Like at the very beginning, like a lot of people. So I'm just going to read a couple of those. Um, This is mostly in Luke 1 and 2. Um, This is when Mary visits Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is saying, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So I'm going to give John the Baptist the (laughs) first blessing of worshiping Jesus there um, as his leaping for joy. Um, And then Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Um, and then when the angel comes to the, come to the shepherds, then they're like in awe and, um, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. So they're praising him and filling him up and welcoming to this earth, welcoming him to this earth. And then, um, then that was the angels with the shepherds in front of them. And then after the shepherds visit baby Jesus, they, they're going, they're returning back and they're, um, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, um, which were just as they had been told. And then later on, um, they, Mary and Joseph go to Jerusalem to like get, the presentation of um, their baby. And Simeon took him in his arm and praised God. And 
um, mentions that he's a light for revelations, a light for revela- revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Um, and then there was a prophetess, Anna, there, and she, while they were like near the temple, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And then the last one I'll mention is the um, the Magi or the the kings, the three kings or wise men, um, and. We know that, like, that's like probably one of the big lines. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And then, once they got to Jesus, um, they saw the child with his mother Mary and bowed down and worshiped him. So, um, I put a lot of hallelujahs in this. Actually, all like the edges of the stars is hallelujah written like a lot of different times. Um, so, yeah, what, um, so he, that he's just surrounded. And there's a lot of times in my artwork, there's a lot of like rays, like going outward. So I had that, like, I was like, should I make the ha- hallelujahs like coming out of him or, or surrounding him? And I really just felt like, like that they were like embracing him, like as, as his like a little teeny baby, they were just raising him up and embracing him. And one song that came up um, to me was the, I think it's Leonard Cohen, the Hallelujah, the uh, the Christmas version, the Christmas Hallelujah, um, which has like that Hallelujah chorus to it. Um, but I just I'm thankful, Lord, for showing for him showing me that all those all those. Um, references of the Lord or the Lord being worshiped at his first beginnings, even before he was born, um, that he was worshiped. And, um, this is later on, but when Christ, he like when Christ during the triumphal entry, somebody says like, make your disciples stop praising you. And they're like, no, because if I, if I wouldn't, the rocks would cry out. So I just see this as like, they were there so they could cry out and worship him. Um, so I think that's it. Um, so I'll just pray over you guys. Um, I thank you, Lord, for your humble beginnings, Lord, and that we have the opportunity to worship you and sing our hallelujahs to you. I pray that our our worship, um, that it just um, cradles, cradles around you, Lord. And I I pray that when we worship that our lo- eyes are locked on you and your eyes are locked on us, Lord. And I thank you for that one-on-one opportunity that you have given us. Amen. So thank you, Eka. Uh, you know, that the Christmas story, I'm sure everybody here has heard the Christmas story. You've read the Christmas story. Uh, but it never really gets old. And so we're going to walk through that again. Um, before I get started, though, I want to thank Ella and Caleb for their work in this, too. They, you know, come up with some music and some slides and, and some things. So we're going to have that. Uh, there'll be images up there. And then I said there'll be music to go along with this. If you feel like singing along, please do. Um, I'm going to the back of the room because I don't want you looking at me. I want you just absorbing the Christmas story <laughs> and let it just resonate in your heart. The Christmas story 
started before time began. It started Genesis 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. In the Hebrew study, the light at this point of creation is referring to the glory of God. And we all know that glory. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, in the Passion Translation, really read this. In the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face-to-face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. A fountain of life was in him, for his life was light for all humanity, and this light never fails to shine through the darkness, light that darkness could not overcome. Now the footnotes of the Passion Translation add a lot to clarify and deepen these verses. The Greek word logos has a rich and varied background in both Greek philosophy and Judaism. The Greeks equated logos with the highest principle of cosmic order. God's logos in the Old Testament conveys his powerful self-expression in creation, revelation, and redemption. In the New Testament, we have this unique view of God given to us by John, which signifies the presence of God himself in flesh. Some have translated this rich word as the term word, though through the Greek and term lo- I'm sorry, the Greek term logos has maybe rendered as word, it would have a wrong it'd be wrong to think that it indicates primarily a lexical unit of a sentence. Logos is more accurately understood as a form of self-revealing or message. Jesus Christ is the eternal message, the creative word and the living expression of God made visible. He is the divine self-expression of all that God is, contains, and reveals in incarnated flesh. Just as we express ourselves in word, God has perfectly expressed himself in Christ. Jesus is God's story. It's the end of that footnote. Our Christmas story is really God's story to us. Since God knows the end from the beginning, as stated in Isaiah 46.10, this wonderful story was unfolding from the beginning, and God himself was revealing this story through his prophets. Let's start with Isaiah 9.6-7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You wonder what people think about that Messiah that was prophesied. Was he going to be born of a royal family? And what tribe? What army will he lead? After all, the Jews had Moses, they had a Joshua, and they had a David. 
but time passes. And we move on to Luke 1, 26-45, Passion Translation. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent to God's, from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you and you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme, and he will be known as the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will enthrone him as king on the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, But how can this happen? I am still a virgin. Gabriel answered, The spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This will be why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's What's more, your aged Aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise of God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. And we break here and say that, you know, Jesus was conceived under these words, and he himself repeated them in Matthew, Mark, and Luke about how things are impossible for man, but all things are possible with God. Back to Scripture. Then Mary responded, saying, Yes, I will be the mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. Afterwards, Mary arose and hurried off to the hill country of Judea, to the village where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Arriving at her home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At that moment, her aunt heard Mary's voice, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, jumped and kicked. And suddenly, Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she prophesied with power, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege of all others, for your child is destined to bring God great delight. Elizabeth continues, How did I deserve to have such an honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came through the door and greeted me, my baby danced for joy within me. Great favor rests upon you, for you have believed every word that was spoken to you from the Lord. See the end of that verse. And Mary, mindful of the forthcoming remarks from people in the culture at the time, was very concerned and prayed this prayer to the Lord. My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. My spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God. For he set his tender gaze upon me, his lowly servant girl. And from here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The Mighty One has worked a mighty miracle in me. Holy is His name. Mercy kisses all who fear, and from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from Him who scatter all those who walk in pride. 
powerful princes he tears from their thrones. He lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will be filled, but the smug and self-satisfied will be sent away. Because he can never forget to show his mercy, he has helped his chosen servant, Israel, keeping his promise to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And that's quite a prayer. The Messiah will not be like anything that people had imagined. Now, Joseph has been informed by Mary of these events, but he had his doubts about what to do. So we pick up in Matthew chapter 1. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And now the events that God had planned since time began are coming to fruition. A census has been ordered by Rome to take place in all the empire, but the highlight is on a small, obscure village. And we move into Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to all the world that all the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them at the inn. Now that journey would not have been an easy one. Bethlehem is about 65 miles from Nazareth, walking and riding on a donkey. And why the census like this? To travel from your family base, so to speak, probably traveling in groups for support and protection. That journey could have taken several weeks. Imagine leaving your home or your business and traveling as they did then, just to get counted and then sent back to where you came from. The journey is not always easy, but his mercies are. In Bethlehem, another prophetic scripture, Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem, Aratha, and Aratha means fruitful, by the way. But you, Bethlehem, Aratha, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth and are, are from old and from everlasting. And we continue with Luke 2. Again, put yourself in the story. Be one of those shepherds. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
and this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And that represents the joy that the angels brought to them. Continuing on in Luke 2. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now they had come. To, now when they had seen him, they made it widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all who heard it marveled at those things which had been told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Just imagine for a moment the shepherds seeing the Christ child, the very first visitors with the message from the angels. Imagine standing in the presence of God as a baby at a moment like that and Mary receiving the words that the shepherds had spoken and pondering them. And our story continues with the three wise men. Going to Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star, and we have come to worship him. It's always been very intriguing, the wise men from far away, studying scriptures. And of course, we know the Jews had been scattered previously, and so the scriptures were probably available to them. But as these verses show, wise men will travel as far as necessary to find Jesus. And I wonder what they sensed while they were in in his presence, laying down their gifts to the king. The gift of Jesus was not a one-time event. God has this gift of love waiting for to, all, to be given to and unwrapped by all who want to receive. This Christmas story abides in our hearts and continues to all generations. What is your Christmas story? The time you received God's gift and gazed upon the face of Jesus. Blessings to each and every one of you, and Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out our website at EncounterJesusChurch.com. Blessings.